Oi! Hello everyone! My name is Camilla and um, I'm doing my very first podcast ever. So aren't you privileged to be listening to this? Well, I'm, uh, I have a lot of things to say. I'm here struggling with what to say first and how to focus my podcast. And um, for the longest time I've been flirting with the idea of doing this i flirted with a lot of ideas as you're gonna hear so so soon um but basically i want to give you a little bit of an introduction about myself and tell you what i plan on doing podcast wise and also through my website and other means from now on so who am i um i'm sure that you want to hear the highlight version the highlight real version so the more alluring answer to that question is that I am an attorney practicing law in New York. I represent injured workers. I have my own law firm and my practice is thriving. I'm also a former model. I'm a polyglot. I speak five languages. I'm a wife to a very kind and loving and handsome husband who is a successful real estate developer CFO. I don't have any human children, but I am a mother of two amazing Yorkie pupsters. I am the only child of successful Brazilian immigrant parents who shower me with love. I am a foodie and a globetrotter who makes friends easily, and I have a seemingly perfect life. But you have to trust me when I say this. It wasn't always like this. So, because, you know, life can always seem perfect on paper, right? We think we know what's important in life, but in reality, when we're seeking that perfect on paper life, we neglect the thing that matters most, and that is our true selves. My true self took second seat to my ego for the majority of my life, and, and my ego, albeit important, of course, uh, was uh, was not a kind being. My relationship with myself was always a challenge. I struggled so many times with accepting my true self, with being confident, and with being unapologetically me. My relationship with my husband also was not always perfect. And at one point, it was filled with resentment on my part because... You see, I moved to New York to go to law school. I only applied to New York schools because of him. He's originally from here. He grew up in Queens. And we met at the University of Maryland in College Park when we were in college. He's two years older, so he graduated and he moved back home. So I followed. And I did not like New York at all at first. Uh, Actually, I did not like New York for the first 10 years. And considering I moved here in 2006, it's only been less than 13 years that I have been here. So yeah, it, it took me a long time to understand and love New York. And my law school experience was also very stressful because it was a cutthroat environment. It was a judgmental environment. It was filled with competitive, pedantic people and you know at least that's how i felt you know i'm i'm passing judgment with this statement and i'm sorry i'm, I'm you know i don't want to be judgmental and maybe i misunderstood some people but that's just the energy i got and that is how i felt 
And I suffered some pretty traumatic life experience also. So,、um, and I battled some health issues, which I will discuss here eventually when I start to develop my podcasts a little bit. And hopefully, we will all connect through those experiences. But those experiences made me agoraphobic. And they caused me to waste most of my 20s because I literally could not go places alone. And that made going to law school and later going to work a real challenge. And still, I somehow managed to graduate at the top of my class, pass the New York bar on my first try, and get a job right away. Now, mind you, my first job as an attorney paid less than a secretary's salary. And I'm not saying this to. You know, downplay secretary's worth or anything like that. But it did make me question why I spent seven years between undergraduate and law school for that. And it was also not in the field that I wanted to be in. But it turned out that it was the perfect field for me. It was a field that needed me. It turned out that I was a great workers' comp attorney. Not only because I, it was easy for me to learn languages and Therefore, I learned comp law easily because, as any comp attorney will tell you, comp is its own separate language. But it was also because I loved lifting people up. And there is no field of law where that is more necessary than comp. Many injured workers lose it all their health, their job, their family, their sense of self. And I was their mentor, I was their psychologist. I was their life coach, and I still am. I am so great at it that in a firm that had dozens of people, clients would only want to speak with me. And in a world filled with belittling, where each client was nothing more than a file, I was filled with compassion, understanding, and hope. And within months of being in that firm, I was hired to start the comp department at a bigger firm from scratch. And I did so successfully. I wrote every single template, every document. I helped them create their workflow from nothing. I walked into my office and all I had was a desk and a computer. <laughs> and they're like, good luck. I had only a few months behind me of that experience in that field. It was crazy. But I thrived in that. And, you know, I not only was making more money. A lot more money, but I also commuted with my husband to work every single day because we worked in the same building. For someone who was going through the agoraphobic phase of life, that was ideal. And despite all of that being so ideal, I knew that I had to have my own practice one that allowed me the freedom to treat people as I would like to be treated and as they needed and deserved to be treated with kindness, respect, and compassion. And I wanted to spend more time listening to my clients because my goal was not just to figure out how to make money in the case or whether the case was worth my time, but it was to help a person who needed my help and whose life I could improve. So I started my own law firm, and it was the first results only work environment law firm in the country. And I will talk more about row programs later on, like I said. but... Not even two years out of law school and out of thin air, I built my own practice. And my family and my husband were terrified. My friends thought I was absolutely crazy for giving up a high paying job with benefits and a fast track to partnership. And everyone kept asking me how I planned on getting clients. And I kept repeating that it was like the movie Field of Dreams you know, if you build it, they will come. 
and come they did. Now, I'm not only one of the most successful workers' comp attorneys in New York, I'm also the number one in client satisfaction, and I have free time to live my life while simultaneously dedicating enough time to my clients' needs and getting them unparalleled results while making them feel like they're my only client. I work from home, most of the time in my pajamas. I take as many vacation days as I want without asking anyone's permission. I have traveled the world and I overcame agoraphobia without psychological help from a therapist. Not saying that you shouldn't get that if you need it, but I'm just saying that I find that to be crazy because one of the problems was when you're agoraphobic, you don't want to leave your house, right? So it was hard to go to a therapist's office and doing e-therapy wasn't really all that popular when I was going through this. So, And also, after 10 years in New York, I finally made real friends. My relationship with my husband has never been more candid, more open, or more loving. We're actually the happiest married couple I know. But it took a lot of sweat and tears to get here. And still, you know, up till now, I felt like something was missing in my life. Because the best part of my job as an attorney is coaching my clients into better lives. I also flirted with the idea of being a life coach since 2006 when I first started law school and thought about creating law school every day. I even made life coaching business cards at the time, which I actually just found cleaning out my basement. But I never gave them out. Because at the time, I thought I was still early on in my soul-searching journey. I was taking meditation classes. I was reading Deepak Chopra and Rumi. I was trying to quote-unquote find myself. And I couldn't fathom helping other people find themselves when I was still searching for who I was. I later learned that we are not a $10 bill in last winter's coat pocket to be found. We are not lost. Our true selves are right there, buried under cultural conditioning, other people's opinions, and inaccurate conclusions that we drew as kids that became our beliefs about who we are. Finding ourselves is actually just returning to ourselves. It's an unleashing, an excavation, a remembering of who we were before the world got a hold of us. The truth is, there is no right or perfect time for anything. There's only the opportunity and the energy required to align with it. It turns out that we are all always a work in progress. There is always room for improvement. And the many certifications I have gotten since, like being a certified transformative mediator, a meditation teacher, and a lawyer helping people who are injured, have certainly given me a stronger base to help other people. But my clients, they have been my biggest supporters. They want me to help people who are not necessarily injured at work. They want me to speak with their friends and their family members during different times of hardship or crossroads. And most importantly, my heart, my heart says that I am meant to do this while my record shows that I'm great at it. So here I am. And I can tell you this. I have overcome depression, anxiety, agoraphobia, fear of failure, anger and rage issues, self-destructing behaviors, and even simply being numb to life and not feeling anything at all. I have gone from having imposter syndrome to knowing my worth. For 10 years, I have been life coaching my clients from the lowest of lows into their lives, the lives of their dreams, the lives that they never dreamt of. It is common for me to hear that the, their injuries were a blessing in disguise and the best thing that ever happened to them, which is so oxymoronic, but it's so true in many ways if you only saw some of the lives that they were able to build after their, their case is over. And maybe you're not injured, but you're at your lowest of lows. Maybe you're not at your lowest of lows, but 
you don't want to get there. And maybe you're just tired of being tired. Maybe you're tired of not feeling anything. No highs and no lows. Maybe you want to find balance and stop living in the extremes. Maybe you're struggling through a twin flame journey that is making you question your sanity. Maybe you want to learn to meditate. Maybe you just want to be the best you that you can be. Whatever your reason is for being here, it's not a coincidence. It is not an accident. Our paths were meant to cross. And like Maya Angelou once said, my mission and your mission in life is not merely to survive, but to thrive. And to do so with some passion, some compassion, some humor, and some style. Life is energy, and energy vibrates. Each cluster of cells in our body, each organ, vibrates at a different frequency. And so does everything in the universe. In order to get what we want, as in the law of attraction, we must be tuned in to the right frequency. And that's what I want to help you do. I want to help you get into the right frequency so you can align yourself with the universe and tune yourself to the channel of the goals that you want to achieve. And if you don't know what those goals are, then I want to help you figure those out. I want to be there for you. And I want you to just learn that or actually remember that you have everything you need inside of you and you just need some reminders. So welcome to my high vibe world. I am your high vibe advocate and I am so glad that you finally made it here. Let's begin. <music>